Hey, welcome to the Past Control Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan, and in this week's episode, episode 119, myself and Mike sit down and chat about the latest in video games and nerd culture. But before we get into this week's episode, a few housekeeping things. This episode, sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty, the North Shore's premier late-night cookie pop-up, as well as Beard Brand, a premium men's grooming company for with products for your hair, beard, and body. But more on both of those lovely sponsors later. As always, you can find us on the internet at PassTheController.io, on Twitter, and on Instagram at PassController, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController. And if you want to support us and help this show keep going, you can do that by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash PassTheController, or buying something from our shop at PassTheController.io slash shop, as well as going to PassTheController.threadless.com. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. So enjoy this week's episode, episode 119 of the Past the Controller podcast. Mike, I just want to say that it's very hard to want to sit down and record this right now. Uh-huh. Because I'm full of chicken and waffles. Uh-huh. I got a couple of, couple of coffees, a couple of lattes in me. And fucking Smash is just sitting right there. It's just sitting right there for us to play. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, King K. Rule is a fucking beast. King K. Rule. Crazy town banana pants. But I guess, you know, the show must go on. And I guess I can play Smash later. Mm-hmm. But uh, before we get into our oh, Smash chat. I can't make this thing stop. What is your phone doing, Michael? I opened up an article and it had fucking sounds. Windy wazzles? Yeah, I mean, not to get off topic here, but I feel this is important to talk about. You heard that story about that girl named Ab City? Ab City? Yeah. No. Jen did. I don't know what that means. No, basically, uh, this woman and her five year old daughter going on a flight on like Southwest. The girl's name, the the woman named her daughter Ab City. It is spelled. It's pronounced Ab City. It is spelled A B C D E. Why? Don't know, but basically the person at, like, the fucking gate on the airline, like, made fun of the little girl's name, and they made a big stink about it, and the airline had to apologize. That's all I got for you. But is that, like, is, so, is there any other story there other than the I person? The lady yeah, probably. Well, I mean, to be fair, like, if you're working in a job where you're dealing with, like, the public, you can't just, like, make fun of someone for any reason. Like, if I ever made fun of somebody... While when I was bartending, I would get fired. No, most likely. Like, but also, why is what? That's not a name. It's not a name. I mean, I guess anything's a name, but is it a name? They they let her do it. They let her do it. Don't know why, but the girl's name is spelled A B C D E E. Yep. Okay. And it's pronounced Ab City, I believe. See, it sounds like you're saying like Ab City. Yeah, well, that's when I read the article. It said the name is spelled, and they spelled as the pronunciation A B hyphen City. I don't understand. I guess I'm never having kids. Yep, <laughs> I'm never having kids because they can be named that. That's... I mean, it, it, as a proud father, I would mm-hmm. want to like I would want to one up that name. Uh, we should call up Todd. Yeah, Todd. Todd, get on the horn. What what, what does Todd think about this whole thing? Yeah. I'm officially changing Liam's name to Liam City. That, that's that's <laughs> Liam City. Anyways, Mike, 
I've got a lot of things to talk about before we get into Smash, because I do want to get into Smash. Uh-huh. But I want to finish with Smash. Okay. So before we get into Smash... Bad time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, Jen. It's always a bad time. Uh... We've... <laughs> Sorry, guys. Jen's over here crinkling, fucking crinkle, fucking Chris Crinkle over here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The war on Christmas has just begun, and we just took the first shots. Um, but anyways, we got that fucking spicy Avengers trailer, Mike. We sure did. How are we feeling about this? How? What? What are your thoughts? Uh, well. We got it. Yeah? Did it do anything for you? Did it make it move? Uh, listen. I was already excited for the movie. Uh-huh. Uh, the trailer told me literally nothing other than apparently Tony Stark does not know how to get back home. He, but he built this in a cave. He built a suit in a cave. Couldn't but build, there's could, no caves in, on Titan. He's in a space cave. He's in a spaceship cave. Um... Is that your final answer? I don't know, but it makes me feel like, is Tony going to be the Goku of this? Like, is Tony going to be fucking trapped in space the whole time, and then someone's going to find a way to get to him, and he's going to show up and fucking save the day, and he's going to die, and he's going to sacrifice himself for the fucking cause? Like, is he going to be Goku? Maybe. <sighs> I mean, I don't hate it, but I also hate it. Mm-hmm. What do you think Cap's talking about? What do you think Cap is alluding to? What, his plan? Yeah. I don't know. What do we think fucking Mr. Scott Lang is up to? He clearly got out of the fucking quantum realm. He did. So what's he coming to tell He got out of the quantum realm, and he knows that those guys should be home. Because he's like, hey, can someone someone buzz me in? So he, he like knows that they're there. Also, Hawkeye? Hawkeye, <laughs> as Ronan. Pissed. He's finally back. Finally back. We were all like, what? To be fair, everyone was asking, where's Hawkeye? To be fair, they have got, like, what is a worse way to describe a team, like, worse than ragtag? Because this is worse than a ragtag bunch of heroes. Is it? Yes. It's way worse. Because, first of all, Iron Man's not even there. Mm -hmm. We We didn't even see all the people that are... Spoilers if you haven't seen Infinity War, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh... We're going to talk about the end of Infinity War for a few minutes here, or a minute at least. The people that were left after the snapping, mm-hmm. or they called it something officially. What did they call it? Decimation. Decimation. After the decimation, uh, I'm still going to call it the snapping because it's way better. Yeah. Well, to be fair to the people within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, a very few, a few amount of people actually saw what Thanos did, and out of that few... Maybe only half of them are survived. Survives. So, as far as the rest of the world is concerned, a bunch of people just disappeared into fucking yeah ashy air. But as far as the the heroes are are at least the people that were on Wakanda in Wakanda, mm-hmm. we didn't see all those people in the trailer, correct? We saw no, we did not. We the, the people that show up in the trailer. Tony Stark. I think Nebula briefly appears somewhere. Captain America. Um, Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow, uh, Ronan, Ant Man, Ant Man, and that's it. That's it. So we don't know where Thor, Banner. Oh, we did oh, see Thor. Is Thor crying somewhere or something? We saw Thor getting ready to like rap. What was he? Was that what he was doing? 
no, someone sent, I forget where I saw the picture of um, him, like, dressed up, like, hunched over. It's like, he's, they made, like, a joke about him being dressed up like Eminem and 8 Mile. I have to find that picture. Yeah, find that picture. Uh, I did laugh at that. So, there's still a bunch of people that are, you know, survived the decimation, but didn't show up in the trailer. Hulk. Mm -hmm. uh, That's it. (laughs) No, there was more. Uh, War Machine? Did not. Did not. Actually, he survived the decimation. Oh, yeah. Falcon died. Falcon, yeah, that's how it worked. Bob, no, Bucky's dead. Bucky's dead. Um, someone else. Um, the the female lead from not Shuri, female lead from Black Panther. Um, Okoye, I think. Yeah, she's probably. I guess I'm assuming staying in Wakanda to fix Wakanda. Yeah, she gotta take care of all that shit. Shuri could still be alive, but she wasn't. She wasn't. I at... think she was listed. So if I am to understand this correctly, there was a brief scene where um. Someone's like looking at pictures of people, and I think it's, it was, um, it was to indicate like these are the people that are like missing, and they showed Scott Lang. And I think Shuri was next to it, so okay. they, I think that was what it was. Is that is that a Photoshop picture? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, that's just that's just his face on, on Eminem. I think, I don't know. We'll dig into that later. But uh, yeah, he looks like he's crying. He's like sitting somewhere crying. Regardless, the point I was trying to make is this is like a worse than ragtag group of people. This is horrible. This is like these people can't fucking save save the the universe. They did it once. Who did? Well, I mean, the original Sur- Avengers survived. The original one from like the first film. So like that that is the team. They're spread out, but that is the team. But to be fair, they fought something less cataclysmic. Cataclysmic? Yeah, sure. Cataclysmic. Yeah. Took a long way to get there, but you got there. Well, I was going to say catastrophic, probably, was what you wanted to say. And then you decided. But cataclysmic is also a word. It's a word. Braggadocious. That's a callback. Yeah, you can't really have callbacks if no one listens to the episode. Ah, oh, Mike, we have more listeners than you care to acknowledge. Mm. Uh, but, I mean, here's the thing with Avengers 4, Endgame, which I feel like, not that Endgame's a bad name, but I feel like they probably shouldn't have, like, teased out at some point over the summer. Like, oh, you know, we're not telling you what the name of the movie is. Because it's not like it's like a, I don't know. Like, I feel like when we were all discussing at some point off the podcast, me, you, and Dom, mm-hmm. what the name of Avenger, Avengers 4 could be, that was an, a gimme that that was one of the ones in the pile. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was brought up a few times, but then they kept saying, nope, nope, you guys never, no one ever said the name of the, no one ever said the title of the movie in the last movie. Wrong. Yeah, exactly. How dare you, Russos? How dare you lie to my face like that? Um... But really, I don't. I don't really need to see a lot of marketing for this movie. Like, I'm already on board. I'm yeah, on board I'm after marketing. walking out of the theater last May. I didn't need mark. Well, listen, I didn't need marketing for it. I was going to see it. I knew it was going to be a weird marketing. It was a weird space to be in market-wise, just because they, I guess, technically have to advertise that this film was coming out. Yeah. And like 
things are going to get concluded, but at the same time, they probably couldn't lean too heavily into showing Captain Marvel just yet because her movie didn't come out yet. Yeah. They can't do... And then that actually brings me to the next Spider-Man movie, which apparently had a trailer come out in Brazil's Comic-Con, but not showing anyone else. Like, how do you market that film knowing that the last movie he was in he is currently deceased. Yeah, the trailer for unless the unless the next Spider movie introduces Miles or something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, or maybe the next Spider movie is not centered around, like you know what the next Spider movie could be? Is it officially called Far From Home? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the next Spider movie could. I have no idea because we've seen leaked photos of yeah. him on the set. So, I mean, it could center around people looking for him or something. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Peter's missing. We need to find him. And as far as I know, that movie takes place, as described by someone, minutes after Avengers 4. Minutes after Avengers 4. So, I wonder if then, because we still don't know the people that disappeared in the decimation. We don't actually know where they went. Whether they died, whether they were trapped in the Soul Stone, mm-hmm. maybe they went to another dimension. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's very po- again with the movie being called Far From Home, it's very possible that he's in a different universe, or he's stuck in the Soul Stone, and like he's he's an additional Peter in that universe that he got sent to. You know what I mean? It's convoluted, but sure. I mean, the Spider Verse is similar settings, just different. People inhabiting them, right? Yeah, we're going down a dangerous I don't know. I, I, but I agree with you. The the point you're making, how do you market this movie? I, I agree with you. I I would be shocked if we saw another Avengers trailer before the movie comes out. At least not until after Captain Marvel comes out. Or like Captain. That's <laughs> terrible. Terrible plan. Yeah. All right, we have uh, promoting the next Avengers movie, Mark Ruffalo and uh, Tom Holland. All right, so first things first. So Thanos dies early on the... Oh, shit. Shit, oh, no. But you have to have Don Cheadle with them as well, just mm-hmm. so he can look like really like like nervous and like look at him like, with his eyes wide open like... They're here to promote the movie, but they are not allowed to talk. I will speak. So this is a very emotional film. Yeah, I cried when Tony died. God <laughs> damn it, Mark. Mark, we can't give you the keys anymore. <laughs> this is it. Um, yeah, I find it. Do we have what's the date for Captain Marvel? March. Yeah. And then Avengers in May. Something like uh, May or late April. I forget. They did. They did put a date. Yeah. They put a date both. on it, but I think it's coming out earlier in one place than it is in another place. So it kind of throws me off. Interesting. It's kind of the last movie did the same thing, except at like the last minute they said, "Hey, how about?" Because I think uh, Europe was going to get it before America. And then uh, Robert Downey Jr. was like, hey, make it come out earlier in America. And then Marvel said, okay. This all happened on Twitter. So clearly like, it wasn't like RDJ just like pulled some strings. It was just yeah. like a, a big marketing thing. Yeah, That makes sense. So regardless of that, I mean, it's April or May. It's around that time. Mm-hmm. My guess would be we don't get any more Avengers hype. Or Sorry. We might get some other little teases or something, but we're not going to get a trailer. In my opinion, and let, see, but it's weird because the Super Bowl. Super Bowl is gonna be the big one. Unless Super Bowl is when they drop a Spider-Man one. 
they could do all three. Those movies are coming out way too quick. Unless Super Bowl, again, it's all Disney now. It's all Disney money. So the Super Bowl could be Star Wars. Is next year Star Wars Episode Nine? Maybe. I think it is. I think next year is Episode Nine. Because if it's not, no, it must be because we got Solo this year. Wasn't it back and forth? Wasn't it like spinoff saga, spinoff saga, spinoff saga? Maybe. Yeah, because we got we got Force Awakens next the year after we got Rogue One. Then we got Last Jedi, year after we got Solo. Mm. So in 2019 we should be getting Episode Nine. And then I think the sagas are all on hold after that, aren't they? Probably. Things are messy. Solo really kind of really screwed the pooch, for the lack of a better term. I, I still don't know what it means. I think there was a lot of bad feelings after The Last Jedi, and that didn't help Solo, I don't think. Yeah, probably. Like, if, if there wasn't any people being that vocally upset about some decisions they made in Last Jedi, which, for the record, I love Last Jedi. Uh, I feel like if there wasn't all of that and blood in the water already, even if Solo still performed the way it did and still had the negative stuff attached to it, I don't... I feel like it was back-to-back stuff that Disney wasn't expecting mm-hmm. as far as how it was received. Well, I th- they didn't have a lot of confidence in Solo because that's what they put it in May. Uh, yeah, but they did Rogue One in the beginning of the year, too. Like, they did Rogue One off they, of the holiday cycle, too, wasn't it? Or was Rogue One also a holiday movie? Rogue One, I believe, was also a holiday movie. It was, like, December-ish. Huh. December is you typically right. week. You might be right, actually. Week, but I think uh, those three movies all came out in December-ish. Hmm. Well, it'd be interesting to see what they do. Again, it, it's very weird to market these three movies at the same time. Knowing that Avengers 3 shook up the universe, Captain Marvel, though it takes place in the past, will somehow pull things together. Mm-hmm. And then Avengers 4... Like, it's, it's easy to market for Captain, Captain Marvel. Because it's in the past. It's in the past. And they just obviously won't, I'm assuming, show anything to do with how it gets to the present. Mm-hmm. Um, Avengers 4, you get a little bit dicier because you probably, you probably don't want to show any marketing material other than maybe just like a still shot or a poster of her in that movie mm-hmm. until her movie is out. Yeah. Um, and then I don't even know what you do with Spider-Man because, again, they clearly have some way to do it without like spoiling Avengers 4 since mm-hmm. they showed people. Like they wouldn't have showed people that trailer, I'm assuming. Yeah. Like I, a... I, listen, I, I know for the most part people know that Spider-Man's going to come out of this somehow. I just think it's weird to have like a movie end with the cliffhanger like that and then try and market another movie that takes place after that cliffhanger is resolved. Yeah. Well, it's why we don't really know we don't really know much about the plot of that movie at all, right? Yeah, Mysterio's there, Jake Gyllenhaal doing his thing. So, but we're but outside of like yeah, knowing that, the villain, we don't really know much. Know. I mean, it's the same thing with like a lot of the people that disappeared in the in the, I was going to say the, the, the Divergence. I don't even know what that is. Uh, in the Divergence, that f- series of films that no one cared about. Like, you know, characters like Black Panther, who's up for an Academy Award. Uh, Golden Globe, I think. I thought they got Oscar for Best Drama. Non. Uh, not that I know of. 
I know that they were pushing to get like some sort of recognition at the Academy Awards, but I think right now it's only nominated for like a Golden Globe. Golden Globe. Still, it's the only superhero movie I think to be nominated in that category ever. Uh, probably. Um, I I just find it hard to believe that they would just not bring that character back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because uh, Disney hates making money. <laughs> Disney fucking hates making money. But uh, yeah, so I, that'll be an interesting cycle of how they they throw that out there. But like we said before. I don't really need a lot of marketing around that. I'm happy we got something. If we don't get anything else for a while, I don't like. I know the movie's coming. Yeah, the marketing's not for us. And the marketing for Captain Marvel, in my opinion, hasn't been like making my fucking brain explode. But I'm still excited to see that movie. I just don't really know what they could show me to make me super excited about it. Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't, I don't know. I. The thing that's unfortunate for Captain Marvel, at least for me personally, is that I know that it's an origin story. I know that it takes place back in time. The unfortunate thing about the movie is I know it's a piece to get to the final piece. Like I know it's I know it's the last puzzle piece to get us to the complete picture. Mm-hmm. So I care more about knowing the last puzzle piece. To see the final picture. Like, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Is that a good analogy? I suppose. Like, the puzzle is almost complete. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel is that last piece. I'm going to throw it in there so that I can step back and look at the final final shot here. I get the analogy, but I also really appreciate the idea that at some point during this whole puzzle putting together process, you, you were, like, enamored with certain pieces, like, puzzle pieces. Like, wow, this is a great piece. And, like, flipping it around, like, this is so cool. And you put the puzzle piece down. You're, like, doing that. For like some twenty odd puzzle pieces, <laughs> and you get to this last one, like whatever, put it down. Oh, the picture! <laughs> the, that last puzzle piece, you're like, I don't give a fuck about this puzzle piece. And then I put it in though, and then it's a whole different story. Put it in, but again, the the twenty other puzzle pieces before that, you're like, Ooh. well, no, not every puzzle piece was a fucking okay. Was fucking stellar. I mean, come on, there was some dud, not duds, but there was some lower, lower fucking tier. There were some puzzle pieces. There were some puzzle pieces that were just clear blue sky, and you're like, oh, whatever. Yeah, you're like, you're like, I know this goes up here somewhere. Just, just put it in there, just jam it in. But the thing is, it's only twenty pieces, so you know this is one of those like puzzles that's like on wood. They're humongous pieces. They're humongous with pieces. like a little nub that you like. Yeah, like you. This is like a. It, it's a child's puzzle. It's a child's puzzle. But I'm enjoying. it. And Brandon's been enjoying working on this puzzle for the last 10 years. Hey, you listen, I'm a shower, not a grower. But, I'm you a keep, grower, not a show? You keep saying that, and I don't know if you want it to... I don't I don't know if it means what you think it means. <laughs> eh, you know, that's the best of us. <laughs> oh. uh, the guy burned up there. Anyways, so that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but outside of that, the Game Awards... Yep. took place mm-hmm. as well as the company game showcase right uh, we're not gonna go like too crazy in depth on that stuff but there were some some you know nuggets of knowledge that I enjoyed from those uh, shows I mean first of all kind of funny game showcase I personally really enjoyed the production value of the show mm-hmm. like I liked how they you know cut away from stuff and they were like on site somewhere like doing a you know little thing like I enjoyed how they cut this this thing together i thought it was like a very well produced packaged like piece of uh media here mm-hmm. um as far as like actual announcements coming out of it um i mean a lot of indie games obviously kind of knew that going into it that fucking falcon psvr game like 
called Falcon Age. Mm-hmm. How are we feeling about this? Uh, I mean, you have to fist bump your bird, which is not something I've ever seen in the game before. So It might actually be the first time there's fist bumping with a bird in, in a game. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing more of that game. I don't know if... Well, it, it looked like an interesting VR game. I'm definitely on board with, with digging deeper into what that was. Um, probably the biggest one. One of the biggest pieces of news out of out of it was uh, Judgment, which is the next Yakuza game. Mm-hmm. I know you and I don't really. Get was it actually it. a Yakuza game? Or was it just? I don't know if it's set in the same universe or what. It's it. It's called Judgment. Mm-hmm. It was I think had a code name before Project Justice or something, but I think it's set in that universe. I don't know if it's like. Like they have Yakuza numbered series. I think this is a game in the universe, just not a numbered game, Okay. if that makes sense. I also could be way off base, but I'm pretty sure it takes place in that same same universe, uses the same engine, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, the Telltale final season, you know, we got to see that trailer and them talking about how uh, Skybound Studios, which I think is Robert Kirkman's, like, studio. Like, I think he is involved with Skybound Studios in some way. I don't know if he owns it or whatever, but I think he's involved in that in that uh, studio. But they hired as many ex-Telltale people as they could, which is great. I mean, obviously they can't hire everybody, but yeah. it, it, some some positive light coming out of, you know. That whole that problem. Whole, yeah, exactly. So I personally have kind of fell, fallen out of the Telltale games. I enjoyed the Walking Dead games back in the day with the first two seasons probably mm-hmm. were really enjoyable and then I just kind of moved on and then I never really got into any of their other games I played like first episode of the Batman one which was okay um I played I have the Wolf Among Us I've just never actually played it because the backlog is strong with this one Did, have you ever dived into the Telltale games um I started Batman episode one and I started uh, the Back to the Future, like episode one, just didn't hook you. I mean, it was fine. It was just too much pressure on me. Whenever, whenever that thing popped up saying this guy will remember, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. God damn it! Why can't you people forget shit like I do? Because <laughs> Mike, shit's important. Uh, big deal for me personally. Messenger is getting a big DLC pack for free uh, mm. called Picnic Panic. So I'm excited to dive into that. I don't think they could put a date on it. I think that's just a 2019. Uh, that's exciting for me. Uh, got some fresh jams in there too. <laughs> a boat, which is a game that we played at PAX probably like two years ago. Something like that at the Devolver booth, and it, I think at that time it was just—I mean, obviously it was still in development, but it was Steam only. So I, you know, makes me sad. But now it's coming to Switch, and it's fucking gonna be perfect on Switch. And it's coming in February, Mike. Mm-hmm. I can't fucking wait for that game. Did you play it with yes. us? Yeah, I played it. Did you enjoy it? I did. It's a fun game. Yep. It's in that same vein of like a Hotline Miami type game mm. where it's like, I, I don't know if it's one shot kill for you in that game. I don't remember. It might be. Uh, Yeah, I don't remember. I feel like I got shot up a little bit. Yeah. But... If it's not one shot, it's definitely like you only get like two or three mm-hmm. bullets. But I mean, that that's just a fun game. I'm going to enjoy devouring that. Desert Child. You had a lot to say about this. I did. Because it was the game that fucking was Cowboy Bebop trailer. Oh, yeah. That's all I had to say about it. Did it turn you off or did it excite you? 
I was confused as to why they decided to use Cowboy Bebop's like opening animation for their trailer. I never got an answer to that question. That was it. Maybe they're just big fans. Gotta have a reason? Sometimes, yes. Well, maybe, I'm assuming they're just big fans then. Alright. Unless you recognize any of the names in the trailer and it was somebody from the series or something. It looked like it did not take place in space at all. No, I'm just saying, like, somebody from... Not like the game is part of it, but, mm-hmm. like, someone working on the game is associated with Cowboy Bebop in some way. Oh. No. Well, then, fuck you, Mike. So, yeah, I mean, that was a show. It was fun. It was a fun little time. There's obviously a bunch of other announcements. You can check out uh, the Kind of Funny Games YouTube page. I believe they have all the trailers up there. Or go to their Twitter feed, and they have separate tweets for all the announcements. So, a bunch of cool stuff being shown off there. And then we get to the fucking Game Awards, Mike. Mm-hmm. And the Game Awards did had some great announcements. A well-produced show, as always. Jeff Keighley doing his thing. A fucking baller move off the jump. To start, to kick off the show, he brings out Sean Layden, Phil Spencer, fucking Reggie fils on the stage at once to fucking talk about everyone's a gamer. Mm -hmm. That's just some badass shit. I mean, because you... This is the weird thing about like the games industry compared to like movies and music. It's like the three of those guys represent three different companies that are in a sense competitors. It's not like you go to, you know, the Oscars and like hello, I'm Mr. fucking I represent Mr. DVD and I represent HD Blu-ray and I represent fucking whatever and like they, you know what I mean? Like, on the movie front, it's like all of these movies are available on all these platforms. Where it's like games are different. We're all selling you different hardware. Some stuff exclusive, some stuff's not. Like, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, it's a different in that regard. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense? Uh, I suppose. You suppose? I suppose. That doesn't make sense? I, I get what you're, what you're getting at. Yeah, so it's like that that type of thing doesn't really exist in the other mediums. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, maybe some artists have their music only on Spotify or something. But it's not like a point of contention where, like, I don't think Mr. Spotify is going to go to the Grammys and, like, try to sell Spotify. Because that's not what it's about. It's about the music. As the like the game awards, which we've never really had before, something like this. Jeff's trying to put together a space where it's like, yeah, like clearly we all have different machines that are doing different things, that are fighting for everyone's money and fighting for everyone's attention and all this stuff. But if we can step away from that role for a second and say, hey, we're all like the same industry, and we're only going to continue to grow this thing if like outside of that role we can step back and be like hey like this is like we need to like support and help each other because the game developers whether they're first party third party whatever like it gets weird if you can't cheer for a game you like even if it's not associated with maybe the platform you're on you know what i mean 
So it was just like a cool moment to see that and kind of kick it off that way, in my opinion. I don't know. I thought that was that was cool stuff. Before we get into some of the announcements, were there any awards that surprised you or any that you were hoping someone else took down? Because Red Dead pretty much took everything it was nominated for, mm-hmm. except for the fucking the big one, mm-hmm. which I kind of saw coming. Mm-hmm. If you, I know that fucking group text is fucking disaster but i i did i can pull up on my end say at one point before it got even close to the end or maybe i just texted texted todd separately i was like todd red dead's definitely not winning game of the year because it's winning everything else and i feel like if it was going to win game of the year it wouldn't also win everything else you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and not that i think it's like rigged or like fixed or whatever but i think that because of the pool of people that were voting I think that they probably could maybe see, like, hey, we're all voting for, like, I'm going to keep voting for this on these things because I enjoyed it for that, but overall, like, God of War, which is, you know what I mean? I just, I I felt like I could, I, I knew it was going to go to something else. And I said that to even Todd even before the Game Awards were on, just because I was like, hey, I, like, I definitely see... Red Dead winning a lot of awards, but I also can see it getting split for Game of the Year. I can see some people saying, like, yeah, it had a great story, or yeah, it had great this, or yeah, it had great this, but I really like God of War, or I really like Spider-Man. And I could see people voting for other games on Game of the Year and splitting the Red Dead vote in half. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. So I'm not surprised that Red Dead lost. I wasn't anticipating it to win. Especially after I start, kept winning other awards. I'm like, yeah, it's definitely not winning. Right. I really wish that uh, The Messenger won Best Indie Game. But it did, it did take Best Debut Indie. And I also did love Celeste. So I'm happy Celeste won an award as well. Good for the loss. As far as, I mean, there's obviously one announcement that we won't get to just yet. Mm-hmm. Fucking, you know what announcement I'm talking about. Go on. Are there other announcements that came through on the Game Awards that you were excited about? Well, uh, let's see. Um, I did not watch the Game Awards. Yeah, I know, but you have access to I have access to the internet, internet, and I did not read anything. I, I, like, forgot about the Game Awards. Oh, my God. I have no idea who won anything. I have no idea what got announced. I know something about Far Cry, maybe. That's about that's about all I gathered. Well, I guess that kind of says in itself that you're not really excited about any of the things that got announced, because if you were excited, it would have broke through your fucking... I wasn't looking up any of that. Yeah, but it would have... It, it would have found you. I suppose, maybe. Or one of us would have said something to you. Here's what happened. The Game Awards happened. I was not home. The next day, Smash came out, so like I didn't... Right, I have nothing to do. Fair enough. I mean, there were some decent games. Uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts for the Switch looks pretty fucking bonkers. Um, uh, There's a new Supergiant game called Hades that I believe is only coming to PC right now. Early access. It looks similar to Bastion. It looks intriguing. Like you said, new Far Cry, new Far Cry game. Uh, coming called New Dawn, which is a post-apocalyptic sequel to Far Cry 5. 
I'm not a big Far Cry guy. It looks for a post-apocalyptic a post-apocalyptic game to look vibrant and colorful. That excites me, because like, and not that the other way is wrong or bad or unappealing to me, but we see more like drab, like dark brown, like gray, like just like like we see a lot of like Fallout seventy six isn't like a bright colorful game. It's like a dark toned game. To see, so to see a similar style of game, but with like green grass and like people fucking wearing like f- like colorful stuff, it's just like okay, like I'm I'm intrigued. You have me with the art style. Um, Switch picking up a huge fucking exclusive next year, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. Oh yeah, I did end up watching that. The Black Order. Yeah. Be excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get it. But it looks fucking dope. I'll get it. Ultimate Alliance was a fucking great game back in the day when I re-downloaded the like HD remakes they don't it doesn't hold up that great like it's kind of like tough to play because there's like better styles of game just not superhero ones mm-hmm. uh, in today's day and age so I'm hoping that Ultimate Alliance 3 is like a return to form or a good version like a more current gameplay wise version of that style of game so I'm looking forward to that absolutely uh, Obsidian, the recently acquired by Microsoft, they showed off their first game coming, and it's funny because some of the people at Obsidian are the original creators of the original Fallout. Mm-hmm. They made multiple like points throughout their presentation at the Game Awards to say that they were the creators of the original Fallout, and I feel like that's a dig at Bethesda. Um, especially with Fallout 76 not doing well. Um, but they showed their game off the Outer Worlds, which also looked fucking phenomenal to me, so I'm really excited about that. Um, what else we got? Mortal Kombat 11. I'm not a big MK guy, but it's there. So, did you watch that trailer? Mortal Kombat, Kombat 11? No. It, it was cool. It was like a cgi trailer it wasn't any gameplay it was just like scorpion and raiden fighting and some other guy showing up that i don't know if it was like future scorpion or something i don't know what the fuck's going on but it was okay i'm not really a big mk guy yeah i already said that we got a new dragon age game coming um anthem showed off some more stuff fortnite announced the block which i thought was actually really cool did you see the update to fortnite where you can create your own maps now? i heard about that yeah so they got rid of Risky Reels in the actual map and replaced it with The Block. And what it seems like, I don't know what the process is for getting featured there, but people can vote on your cool cool stuff you make, and if the community likes it, they'll add it to the rotation on The Block. So, like, there'll be a... Where Risky Reels was on the Fortnite map will be a rotating, like, user-created thing. Cool. Yeah, I think so. I, it's a really cool way to like, again, not that I think they need to breathe new life into this game, but for a game that's ongoing and they need to keep that player base stimulated and keep growing the player base, adding shit like that is gonna like extend the life of this game for fucking a long time. I mean, you look at the su- success of things like Minecraft, where it's primarily you know focused on like user generated content. Mm. There you go. That's a fucking. Big old fucking feather on their cap. So all in all, I mean, it, the Game Awards was good. It was a little long. 
Um, Model World premieres. Obviously, there was a bunch of cool stuff being shown off. The big thing for us, being how big Smash is for us, my favorite announcement, and I'm assuming your favorite announcement is the only thing you care to look at besides the Marvel Ultimate Alliance thing. In, in my defense, again... I know you weren't home. I know you were at a Christmas party. I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to shoot shots. I'm just saying... My time is valuable. The time is valuable. And there's one thing that was allowed to take your time. Because it was in my text messages. Well, that's true, too. But you also watched it again the next day after the fact. More than once. Yeah. Okay, all right. So well, let's just get that out of the way. You know what I'm going to say, Mike. You know, what, you know what announcement I'm talking about right now. Uh, yeah, I can't make up a fake announcement because I, I think you listed all the real ones and I wasn't even listening to you then. I believe you. Joker. Yeah. Coming to Smash. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that, that little teaser? Yeah, that was a surprise. It was a fucking huge surprise. How well done was it, though? Very well done. Yeah. Now, being the big Persona guys that we are, we've played all the games, mm-hmm. we've beaten every single one. Yep. Who's best girl? Uh, wow. Tough choice. I would have to say uh, the one with the hair, and... Um, <laughs> She goes to high school. Fair enough. I think you described every female character in Persona. Nailed it. Good job. I, Keep it even. Keep I, your options open. I like what I like to do is make sure no one feels alienated. I want to make sure everyone no one wants no one wants to be taking shots at their favorite character. Yeah. So they're all the best girls. Fair enough. Look at you, Mike. You're very very uh keeping keeping your palate cleansed mm-hmm. for the world. I mean, yeah. So Persona is fucking fantastic. No, I haven't played all of the games. I've played two of the games. And I have Persona 5 sitting in cellophane waiting for me to put it into my PS5. Because, yeah, I'm living in the future, Mike. I said PS5. I heard you. Because of Persona 5. But, uh... The, the art direction and, like, the, the style of Persona games is some of the best in the industry, I would say. That trailer was fucking sexy. When it... Off the bat, I just like it was a red screen. I'm like, okay, we're getting a Nintendo announcement. I knew we're get, I knew we were getting close to the end of the show. Like, we're gonna get a fucking Nintendo announcement, something big, because they've been fucking hyping up Nintendo forever. There were little like, there were like, anytime they had a commercial break, it was all like pointed marketing. It was all like a game and trailer or like whatever, something for you know an esport or something. There were like three Smash commercials in the Game Awards, and each time the it was stuff we'd never saw. It was just like kind of fights or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like the first one was like Ken and Ryu like fighting on on their level, and they were like fighting, and then Mario comes in and like does his up B as they both Shoryuken. So it was just like stuff like that, like just like gameplay trip, like gameplay montages. But the announcer from Smash at the end of each commercial kept saying stuff about Smash. And how it was coming. Reggie was wearing a fucking Smash shirt under his blazer. Like, the Smash hype was at a fucking million. It was also launching worldwide at midnight. So, shortly after the Game Awards ended. So, it could have been just marketing. Mm-hmm. But going into the Game Awards, I kept saying off the air, I think we're getting a Smash DLC announcement. Like, I think we're getting this. And 
I may have even said it on the prediction episode we put up uh, last, but I was 100. I was I was on the page of I think we'll get this announcement. It's a good way to bump up sales of the fighter pass right before the game announce uh, game launches. Um, it's just a good way to market a game that's about to drop. And when that screen hit and it was red, and then I was like, oh, this is probably Persona. I didn't think it was a Smash announcement. I was just like, oh shit, we're getting P5 for the Switch, which is a fucking great port. That would be amazing. That's going to sell fucking gangbusters. And then that envelope drops, and then he turns it around, and there's that fucking emblem. Mike, I lost my fucking mind. I would have loved to see what the reaction was at the Game Awards, because I feel like people were probably losing their fucking mind. Because Persona 5, like, even if you're not a Smash guy, like, Persona 5 has a... Even though I still feel like it, it's, like, somewhat of a niche audience, it still has a very large audience. And a lot of those people were probably there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it was probably fucking electric in there. But I wasn't... It came out of nowhere. Like, I was not expecting that to be an addition to the roster. Yeah. Wasn't even my list of potentials. No. N- nowhere near my list of potentials. Uh, not that, like, Atlas doesn't have a good relationship with Nintendo. They have a bunch of, a lot of stuff on the 3DS. Um, they did a crossover game with Fire Emblem for the Wii U, which was fantastic. Um, fuck, what was the name of it? What is the name of that game? Do you remember what the name of the Fire Emblem, uh, Persona game for the Wii U is? Oh my god, it's gonna kill me. What the hell is it called? Something F-E. Like something pound sign F E. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's gonna kill me. It's sitting on my shelf, but the shelf is in the other room. Oh no, it's gonna fucking destroy me. Anyways, I mean they did Persona Q and Q two for the 3DS. Those were exclusive. They've done plenty of things, so it's not like out of the realm. It's not like a company they don't have a really good relationship with already. Mm. But as far as like a Smash rep, I was definitely not expecting that. So. But before we get into how we're feeling about Smash now that we've had, you know, dozens of hours to drop into the game, what does this mean for the future of the DLC? Because the fighter pack comes with five characters. Yeah. Joker being the first. Like, what? Like, I, anything that, my, anywhere that my brain was even going prior to that announcement, I, I feel like I just have to fucking throw it all, like, throw it all away. Because I, I don't even understand what the next announcement could be. I don't think we'll get it for a while. Joker, my guess is, so I have the Piranha Plant Amiibo pre-ordered. And last week, the date changed, and I got an email saying, oh, your order will be ready on this day, the date it has been updated, hmm. for like February 15th. So I'm like, okay, Piranha Plant is probably coming out in February. And Best Buy just fucking leaked that to me. I'm assuming that's why it changed. Yeah. Um, so my guess is we can expect Piranha Plant in February. We have five characters, and DLC is supposed to go to about 2020. So my guess is that we'll get Joker sometime around April or June. Mm-hmm. That that builds more hype, more intensity for Smash to continue to hopefully sell more copies into the summer. 
we get piranha plant to stimulate that in the January, February. Then my guess is we'll get some sort of Smash Direct in the fall or Nintendo Direct in general in the fall about holiday stuff, probably Pokemon, Animal Crossing, whatever's not out yet that's supposed to come out. And then maybe we'll end with a Smash reveal or they just reveal it at the Game Awards again and then it's available that night. Because Nintendo loves to do available right now. So next year's Game Awards has the potential to be a, here's the next character, oh, they're available right now. Mm -hmm. Who would you want to see? Like, knowing now, like, fucking, they flip the first card over, and it's Joker from Persona 5. Mm -hmm. Like, knowing that that type of fucking situation is possible, who would you want to see next? Because now I feel like the, 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 Options have broadened. Right. Um, I don't know. Because Joker was in a very unique position since, for like the last, you know, two years, maybe three years, I played like three games, maybe? Yeah. And one of them was Persona 5, and the other one was Overwatch. So, like, they picked one character from, like, a game that I played, and it's like... Here you go. I'm like, so the only other option would be something from Overwatch. And even then, I'm like, who would you fucking put? Like, Tracer? And like, I don't really want an Overwatch character. Like, I'd be excited if there was one in there, but I, I wouldn't even want to, like, push the idea, like, oh yeah, put Overwatch in Smash Brothers. So, dissecting what Reggie says after. So, after they showed the trailer for Joker, Reggie was on stage with Jeff Keighley. I feel like how Reggie spoke after that made it seem like, to me, that the rest of, if not all, like, if not all of most of these characters coming to the fighter pass are going to be guest characters. Because mm -hmm. it seems like they're really pushing for, like, we want to put characters in here that are going to make people who don't have Smash want to buy Smash simply because they love that, that character. Like, I'll tell you right now that putting Joker in Smash probably got people, some people that maybe were going to buy Smash but not buy the DLC. Like, they're buying the DLC now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or maybe people that, like, don't really care about Smash but fucking love Persona. Guess what? Now they're probably buying Smash. So... There's other games that could do that. Overwatch would 100% be one of those games where if they if they added an Overwatch character, there's a huge potential to pull people from maybe who aren't in your normal pool of Smash players to pick that up because it's just a really cool fucking thing. I mean, look at it's a little bit different, but like look what when Blizzard did the crossover with Heroes of the Storm just to get skins, it made all three of us. I mean, I think you begrudgingly did it. Me and Dom were all about playing HOTS just to get those skins. So, granted, a little bit different. But I think there's, a, I think there's a, some sway there. So I wouldn't be shocked if at least two more of the characters are, like, pointed third-party additions to the roster. Yeah. I don't think they're going to just throw some fucking chum in there. Like, I think they're going to, it's going to be, like, like... Joker is going to be a dope character, even if we don't like playing as him. Like, that's a cool roster addition. Mm -hmm. So I think they'll still be cool characters that get added. I just think that they might have a little bit of a purpose behind them. And I, 
at the end of the trailer when it says Super Smash Bros. Ultimate X Persona 5 in particular, that makes me think that, okay, they can really double down on this and Persona 5 will probably get a Switch port. And it will probably be near when the character releases. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they could, again, like if something like Overwatch is coming to the Switch, okay, we time this all out. We have the character ready to go at the right time. We have the announcement ready to go at the right time. Overwatch gets announced for Switch. Bang, bang, bang. Here comes fucking Tracer or whoever. I mean, I feel like, too, I don't know if it was in the original announcement. Did they say that assist trophies would get added or was just music stage character? I think it was just those music stage character. I mean, again, for the right thing, I can also see them saying, like, we wanted to add more from this property so much, so also here's a bunch of spirits, and here's a bunch of, maybe or maybe an assist trophy. Because that would be cool if, like, we got some cool Persona assist trophies or cool Persona sprites, or we got Overwatch, and then we got, like, you know, some cool Overwatch assist trophy or something. Like, that would be fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know. It, it opens the fucking doors, I think. I still want Gino, but outside of that, I feel like this even strengthens the fact that Banjo could make it in. Yeah. Just because that's like a just another crazy, like, I don't know if Banjo's possible. Well, did you think fucking Joker from Persona 5 was possible? Because I didn't. Never crossed my brain. I never even went down that road of even considering a character like that. I'll give them this much. Um, they did a roster of 74 characters. They're just mm-hmm. like, boop, 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 boop. Like, okay, next we're going to have, and people are like, oh, what is it going to be? What's it going to be? Uh, Piranha Plant. Didn't see that one coming. Fine. All right. All right, first of all, see, it's going to be Joker from Persona 5. That game that's not even on the Switch yet? Right. Okay. So, like, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I think at this point, he's just like, it has to be someone in a video game. I think he said, Sakurai's like, all right. Not going to be an anime person. Like, it's not going to be, like, someone that's from, like, an anime. So, yeah. like, we can cross all those things out. Everyone else, still on board. If he said, all right, the next one is uh, the, you know, three of spades from the game Solitaire. But, like, all right. I, I Listen, if it's a cool moveset, I'm, I'm in. Uh, well, Joker, again, it's weird. Persona 5, not on the Switch. Mm-hmm. But Joker has appeared. In, and it's yeah. the same workaround with Cloud. Cloud... Final Fantasy VII, never on a Nintendo platform. Mm-hmm. But Cloud's been in Final Fantasy spinoff games that, that are on Nintendo yeah. consoles. So it's the same thing. Joker's in, I think Dom looked it up, he's in one of the Persona DS games. Mm-hmm. So either Q or Q2. Uh, I think he said Q2. But before we wrap things up here, we've had... I looked at it. I have apparently already put 20 hours into Smash. I don't know how. I do know how. But we'll just say I don't know how. Mm-hmm. We've had time to sink into Smash, sink yep. our teeth in. What are your, what are your initial thoughts on this game so far? Is is it just you? What are your, what are your initial thoughts? And then I'll pro, and then I'll prod you a little bit. Too many characters. There are a lot of characters. There are. I know we just spent twenty minutes talking about a new one coming, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of characters. Um, I haven't unlocked any yet, but I already went into my my options like. You know, stack these, stack these echoes. I, no, I don't want to deal with this shit. Did you already do it? I already said it like that, but I haven't unlocked any. Interesting. I want. I'm gonna flick that setting on just so I want to see what the screen looks like. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna keep everyone separate. I, in my, they deserve their own squares in my in my game. Uh, not for me, they don't. 
I do want to see, and I hate anyone, if anyone is offended by this, also you're weird, but I want to see if there's a way to take the Me Fighters off my fucking screen. Because I don't want them there. Or to stack those three. If I can stack those three as one character, please get mm. them the fuck out of there. They don't need to be there on squares. They don't even need to be on the screen. I should probably unlock them so I can get good with them and then start playing them here. Listen, Just... I'll, I'll tell you right now, if you or anyone else that plays with us gets good with any of the Me characters... Mm-hmm. You will have a humongous advantage on me because I don't know what their moves are. I don't care to learn them. I don't ever want to learn them because I just think they're the dumbest characters. All right. Like, they'd be more palatable if, like, me fighter, me gunner, and me swordsman or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck they're called. I think it's me brawler, actually, not me fighter. Mm-hmm. If the three of them had one moveset, like, there's one for the gunner, one for the brawler, one for the swordsman. They still all have like, you can build their move set. Okay. So it's like I just I don't I don't even want to know. I don't care. Get away from me. Right. Um, don't worry. I'll set up my me and then I'll just bring it over here so I can just import and be like I want to fight like this guy. There are cat suits, so I mean that's a plus. Wow. Meow meow meow. But uh, outside of that, who who? Ha- I mean I know we haven't had that much time with it, but. If, like, we had to go sit down right now and mm-hmm. sell it and smash, who is Michael's main as of right now? Uh, I don't know. Because uh, Game Watch's moveset has changed. So I can still use him. You and I fucked think, me up yesterday. I think I can still use him well. It's the other characters that I want to figure out that I'm trying so to who pick do you, up. So who do you want? Who, who are you, like... Who are you looking forward to trying to trying to get to main level status? Uh, probably Inkling or Ridley, King K. Rool. Um, the Belmonts seem cool. I don't know if I'm actually gonna. I think that might be too much for me. Yeah, but seem cool. See, I coming into the game, like King K. Rool, I was always on board. I was like, he seems like a character I want to fuck around with. Mm-hmm. The Belmont boys, I was like, they don't seem like they're for me. Ridley, I don't really know. Uh, Isabel, I definitely want to mess around with. But now that we've had all this time with the game, King K. Rule is like my main. He he's a fucking absolute fucking tank. Um, the Belmont boys have changed my mind. Like Richter's fucking. I mean, they're strong. They have some downsides, but like Richter is like one of my pockets right now. Um, probably one of the biggest upsets is that. Toon Link, who's been my main for two the two prior Smash games. Mm-hmm. There's a few move changes with him that with the with the with Young Link coming back into the series and Toon Link and him kind of trading some things. I don't know. I like Young Link a lot, and in Melee, I did not like Young Link. I like Young Link a lot a lot now. I have to play more with Toon Link because I haven't really played that many matches with him. But I, as of, if I had to say right now, I think I prefer Young Link over Toon, which hurts me to say, simply because I've been down with Toon Link for two games. Like, two games. You know what I mean? That's a long... It's a lot of matches. It's a lot of time played with that character. But mm-hmm. some of the small changes have changed how I can play that character. Like, it changes my play style of him. So... I have to really kind of dig in because one of those moves was taken from him and given to Young Link, so I can do those same things with Young Link, but 
he also doesn't have all the things Toon Link does, so it's like one part of my playstyle gets shifted to this character, but he's missing some of the other things Toon Link still has, so it's like, ah, I don't know what to do. So I really get to kind of dig into that. I just think I'm probably at this point better with Young Link only because that one specific move is just very powerful. It's a very powerful play. Uh, it's your bread and butter. Not even bread and butter. It's just so basically for anyone that's listening that cares about Smash and wants to know what the fuck I'm talking about, Toon Link's side smash used to be a you know, a hard two-handed swipe with a sword and you could stop the move there or you could press A again if you timed it correctly and you can swipe one more time and take a step. So it's like it it's not only a play where you can cuz charts like charging smash attacks is hard to do at a more competitive level. You can choose to like use the first swipe as like a spacing tool. So it's like I'm going to use this like wholeheartedly purposely like making you think I'm just whiffing a smash attack and then you come in and the second swipe is where I trap you. And believe it or not, that method of using that as a uncertainty because I can cancel the move if I want to works all in a lot of scenarios. It is a good mix up because it's a it's a classic, you know, fighting game technique. It's a rock, paper, scissors. It's I'm going to th- throw this out, and if there's a chance, you're either going to counter it or not, or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's like a... It's a great mix-up. So to have not... T- Toon Link not to have that anymore hurts my Toon Link game, strengthens my Young Link game. Again, I'm not going to get into all the fucking differences between the two characters, but I think right now I'm leaning towards my Young Link. King K. Rule is probably my favorite character to play right now. Richter, definitely messing with him. Isabel, ridiculous. Definitely not a fucking echo of Villager. I mean, a light echo. They have similar stuff, but mm-hmm. they have a lot of a lot of key differences that I think make them not echoes of each other, which they're obviously not echoes in the game. But there was a lot of talk prior to the game coming out of like, oh, Isabel's just an echo. But overall, I'm really enjoying it. Now that I've unlocked all the roster, I'm digging more into World of Light, which is that and Classic Mode are both surprisingly very robust and offer like a lot of single-player options. So I'm I'm very happy with this game. I think this game is easily one of the best games to come out this year. It's one of the best fighting games I've ever played in my life. It's it's just simply phenomenal. And uh I'm really just I'm looking forward to spending more time. It it so far I haven't noticed any issues playing it portable. I don't know if you have, like any frame drops or like um, stiffness. The only issue that I've hit so far and I don't I'm still not hundred percent sure what happened. I was playing here, and I was in the middle of a match, and then, like, for, a, like, the screen turned to say, like, hey, what control, what controllers are you using? As if I was taking up one of the Joy-Cons. Oh. And, like, I made sure the Joy-Cons were in, I snapped it in, press, like, press the triggers to confirm, press mm-hmm. start, and I couldn't move my character. Weird. I couldn't move my character, and then, like, I died because, you know, if you don't, if you don't move, you die. Mm-hmm. Uh... But, you know, as soon as I got into, like, the menu again, I could move normally. So, I don't... To be fair... Um, it sounds like it was a Joy-Con issue and not a game issue. Because mm-hmm. I've had that happen to me in other games. Yeah. So, like, that's... It's not... I'm not saying that's a problem with the game. It's just, like, 
it's a problem with maybe the system design. But to be fair, I was playing on um that Pokemon stage where like those Pokemon show up in the back and they like fuck things up, I think. I don't know if any of them One do of it. the stadium levels or No 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 no. Uh so probably the spear tower or the spear uh, the one when they flip it upside down yeah that's whatever's from the i it's yeah spear or something yeah i know yeah. what you're talking about so i don't know if a pokemon did something there that would have done that that would have made me not move but it seemed like the guy i was playing against perfectly fine so i don't know yeah or oh, you were playing online no no no, no. I, was, oh, okay. I was doing classic mode and i was like fighting against lucario so okay uh, I don't know if any of the moves that... Because that's a Diamond and Pearl stage. Is it Palkia and Dialga? I think so. Up? I don't think... I know one of them the like turns that... it upside down. One of them, I think, reverses your controls. Yeah. I don't think one of the things it does is stop it. Maybe it does. Maybe if you're standing on the ground, it like freezes you or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a weird problem to have. But I mean, outside of little things like that, I've played a lot of time handheld. So mm-hmm. it's working great for me. And I'm like... I I need I need like some people who like I don't I don't think I don't think Digital Foundry does like stuff like this but someone like that like Digital Found Digital Foundry always will like if there's a you know Xbox One X version and a PS4 version of a game they like compare them like like deeply of like which one runs better which one like all the stuff yeah I need somebody who is at that level to see if like so far, I've been using the Switch Pro controller, and prior to this, every game it's GameCube fucking only. Like mm-hmm. without like, like not that the Wii U's Pro controller was bad, but just it's fucking Smash Baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to out of the gate with this game, kind of be like, I want to give this controller a shot because it will also save me from having to plug in all the shit every time. And I'm really enjoying the Pro controller, so I'm hoping that. Something doesn't come out where it's like, oh, you know, it's actually better if you use this and blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that there isn't any advantage to using the game controller other than, like, you're used to it yeah. for years. So if nothing like that happens, I'm probably going to just transition into keeping the Pro Controller as my main controller for that game. But yeah. Smash, Mike. It's a good, good fucking game. Mm-hmm. It's a good game. Before we wrap things up here, mm. we should probably plug our sponsors for this week's episode. This episode of the Past Controller Podcast is sponsored by Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday or Saturday night from 7 to 11, make sure to head on down to Higgins and Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you're unaware of what a fatty is, you can check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and educate yourself on these tasty, scrum, diddly treats. And if you're listening to this episode when it airs or before we have this event, next weekend, the fourth, shit, Mike, math, 15th and 16th okay. of December. I believe those are the right days. Uh, 14th, 15th? Yeah, so next weekend, December 14th and 15th from 7 to 11, we will be hosting an event at Goodnight Fatty. So come down there, hang out with us, eat some tasty cookies, and you know what? Probably get smashed because we're going to have smash bros there, among a few other things. So come hang out with us. It'll be a good time. It'll be a great time, and there'll be some delicious cookies to enjoy. 
some themed cookies. I can't reveal them yet, but there'll be some things. Also, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by Beer Brand. Beer Brand is a premium men's grooming company with products not only for your beard, but for your hair and body. They formulate their products to work with your body's natural chemistry rather than to disguise or change it. Many competing products are formulated to address a man's insecurities rather than help them embrace their own awesomeness. And Mike, Beer Brand thinks you're awesome, and their products are designed to help you be the man you want to be. Our listeners can head over to beerbrand.com and get a free sample of sea salt spray added to their order automatically. It'll be the best decision that you've made all day, Mike. If you're looking for suggestions of what to use, I use the Utility Balm and the Beard Oil. It keeps me smelling good and feeling great. <sighs> we did it, Mike. Episode 119. We did it. We're here. Cool. As always, you can find us on the internet at passcontroller.io, on Twitter and on Instagram at passcontroller, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash passcontroller. You can support us by going to our shop at passthecontroller.thrivelist.com or passthecontroller.io slash shop and buy one of our new designs, old designs, or anything off there will help give us some cash, baby. And that helps us just keep doing the things that we want to do for you. You can also become a member of our Patreon at patreon.com slash passthecontroller and you can just follow us and share us on social media because that helps too. And that costs you nothing. <laughs>